0: You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. The place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Breaking news. We actually have a lot of breaking news, and we'll start off with the Smith Brothers. The uh, first one is Alex Smith. He's practicing, he's 50/50. And this is good news for the Washington football team, It's something you need to monitor, because Alex Smith is a decent play this week if he ends up playing. I'm not a hater on Dwayne Haskins, but the Washington football team will not make the playoffs if Alex Smith isn't playing quarterback this year. So I think there's kind of an urgency to get him back there to make the run. And you really got to like the Washington football team's chances with Alex Smith a lot more than Dwayne Haskins. The other Smith on the Saints, Traquan Smith, was put on IR. Deontay Harris and Michael Thomas are already on IR. Really leaves the Saints receiver room kind of thin. Uh, in our previews, I was talking about Traquan Smith, how he'd be a good play. Well, ignore that because he's on IR, so that really is going to elevate Emmanuel Sanders. And really, Austin Carr and um, the uh, little Jordan Humphrey. I think that make, uh, increases their value. Uh, guys, you never thought you would hear their names talked about in regards to fantasy football and being relevant but it's week 16 and things like this happen saints receiving course just hit really hard and uh, those guys might not be terrible plays it's against minnesota vikings and they have a horrible secondary so those are sneaky flex guys you can kind of sneak in there and uh, they could be solid plays for you so having said that the george kittle could make his return that would be huge you need to pay attention to that if he ends up playing, that'd be perfect timing for championship week. If not, he's definitely going to probably return after this week. But uh, wouldn't it be something if he returned this week to help out your team if you've been holding on to him this whole year? Just uh, pay attention to that. Logan Ryan signed an extension with the Giants. He's been a key piece to this defense. Really like what Giants are doing and how they're building their squad. He was a vital piece to their defense. So you... Uh, so good move by the Giants, and it really helps that defense for the the Giants for years to come. Lions, Darren Bevel, and actually a lot of coaches are going to be playing for the or coaching for the Lions in the the game. That's going to be really bad news for the Lions, and I kind of liked their chances a little bit against Tampa Bay in regards to keeping it close. But without any coaches, that changes my viewpoint completely. So. Lions aren't going to have any coaches. Going to make it for a weird game. We'll see how they compensate for that. But uh, I don't see the Lions being competitive without, you know, ha- without having five coaches from their, uh, from their team coaching. So uh, John Gruden thinks Derek Carr is going to be playing this week. He's not going to name a starter. Uh, actually, some people are hoping that uh, Marcus Mariota is going to play. I still think it's going to be Derek Carr. He'll be the guy against the Dolphins. I just think the Dolphins' defense is going to have a great game, regardless on who plays quarterback. So if Derek Carr plays, it's going to make him kind of look bad because this is not a good matchup for him. But uh, something to monitor too to see if it's going to be Mariota or Derek Carr. It's looking like it's going to be Derek Carr though. On the Bears, linebacker Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson are questionable versus the Jaguars. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Because how bad the Jaguars are playing, I think the Bears can still be pretty dominant with uh, without those players and, and win comfortably. But uh, pay attention because if you have Allen Robinson and he doesn't play, that really hurts your chances. And he's a good receiver play this week, so that's just something that's going to be aggravating. That uh, you, you know He has a good matchup, it's a championship, you have a chance to win, and one of your good stud receivers is out. Um, hopefully he plays. He's questionable. I like guys that are questionable. I, I assume they're playing, but definitely pay attention uh, the day of the game. And Julio Jones for the Falcons. He's ruled out. He's not going to play against the Chiefs. So Russell Gage, I like his chances a lot more. Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley, those are the two guys to play uh, on against the Chiefs on Sunday. And uh, it should be still a high-scoring game. I think uh, the Falcons are still going to score a lot of points against the Chiefs, but uh, Julio Jones is out again and uh, pretty much puts a, for this Christmas season, a bow and a ribbon around the disaster of the year that Julio Jones had in staying healthy. But that will do it for the news, and we'll get into the previews for our uh, Christmas special today. Now it's time for our weekly preview. It's our Lake Havasu Christmas edition. And uh, let's get right into it with the New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings. The Saints are at home. They're favored by seven points. 51 point over under. I'm actually taking the Vikings in this one. Not that I think they'll win. I just think that it's going to be a pretty close game. I know Drew Brees is coming back. I just really like the Vikings offense in this one I think that uh, although the Saints defense is pretty spectacular that uh, Dalvin Cook is able to keep the Saints defense honest and opens up the passing game a little bit Uh, for the Saints you know Alvin Kamara is going to be a beast so I'm I'm taking the over on 51 I think it's gonna be a higher scoring game than what people think so having said that with the Vikings I mean, Dalvin Cook has a bad matchup here, but I think he is effective because he's always effective. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, those two receivers are going to have great games. They do consistently regardless of the matchup, so you really need to play both of them. And then uh, Irv Smith as well. The Saints don't defend the tight end position. We've talked about it ad nauseum. So play Irv Smith. But I think you can sit Kirk Cousins, and this is one of those games where it's really going to be like a touchdown-dependent type game for these receivers and tight end. I don't think Kirk Cousins gets enough passing yards to be relevant uh, against the Saints defense. So he's on my bench because he doesn't crack the top 12. And this should be most people's championship week in the fantasy football playoffs. So oh, we need to go for broke on these plays. And I don't think Kirk Cousins has that capability to have a really high ceiling. He just has uh, okay floor. For the New Orleans Saints, you're starting Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. I mean, I think this is where the Saints are going to really excel is in the running game. And also, I think Kamara, with the connection he has with Drew Brees in the passing game, he's going to be really effective. But I do like all the receivers. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Taquan Smith. They're just they're decent receivers. The Minnesota Vikings have a horrible secondary. I don't have faith in them right now to to defend those guys. And I, I put Michael Thomas, even though Michael Thomas is probably not even going to play, so that makes me like Emmanuel Sanders, Takeon Smith even uh, a little bit more in this matchup. It seems like uh, you know you think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be the go-to play, the obvious guy for targets, and then Takeon Smith kind of uh, gets the uh, the touchdowns. So I think he's actually the higher uh, play here, just because of that. You know, you always want to get the guys that are going to get the touchdowns. But I'm sitting Drew Brees. I'm sitting Jared Cook. I, you know, it's weird to say you're sitting Drew Brees with the secondary like the Vikings, but the Vikings do pretty well against the quarterback position. They just give up a lot of yards to the receivers. And I, I think this makes Drew Brees a l- just barely outside my top 12 this week. There's just a lot of good quarterback matchups. And uh, especially for championship week, y- you want to, you know, you want to at least get a top eight. quarterback matchup to uh, win the championship so he's on my bench same with Jared Cook and it should be a pretty good game in this one we we are kind of spoiled with the Saturday games I mean we have a triple header full of games it's going to be a fun day of watching NFL football very rarely do we get three games in one day can't wait to watch some of those so let's get right into those previews This next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. The Buccaneers are favored by nine and a half points. And that's a lot of points, especially for a team that's visiting at Detroit. Except for, there's one little caveat to that. The Detroit Lions aren't going to have five of their coaches. Including Darren Bevel, who's the interim head coach. So, having said that, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a pretty good team. I, I think they're definitely a playoff team. And... I think they cover just because of that. I mean, you don't have any coaches that makes a huge difference in a game. So I'm taking the Buccaneers with the nine and a half. I think they win by 10 or more. The over unders 54. But I'm taking the under on this just because I don't think the Lions are going to score many points. And this is going to be one of those games where it could go either way. Like, oh, we don't have a coach, and they just go crazy and, and do well. But I'm siding with, you know, missing those key pieces that they, they don't do as well as what uh, they're capable of. So I'm starting for the Buccaneers. I'm starting Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette, I'm starting. Ronald Jones is still on the COVID list, so that opens the door for Leonard Fournette. And I think you can have a huge game, probably one of the top games of the Saturday slate. So if you're betting on any of those Saturday games, Leonard Fournette's a good guy to uh, have in your lineup. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, all those guys. You're basically starting all the Uh, Buccaneers offense outside of their tight end which is Rob Gronkowski the Lions do a good job at defending the tight end position they don't do a good job defending anything else so I, I think if you're starting Rob Gronkowski you can kind of pivot and do better at that spot but everyone else is a must play in this matchup for the detroit lions i like matthew stafford because the buccaneers especially lately have really shown a weakness to defending the pass so teams aren't really running on them that much they're really just throwing the ball around and and the buccaneers can't defend it so i'm benching uh i'm benching the you know they're good at stopping the run so i'm benching deandre swift adrian peterson danny Amendola. i am too he just hasn't been effective in that slot role. Again, this is a championship, so you probably have better lineup options than Dan- Danny Amendola in, like, a flex spot. So he should be on the bench. But Marvin Jones, he's been really doing well. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, with his targets he's getting, he needs to be a start. And uh, just with Jones, Hawkinson, and Stafford, I think, can be really great plays here. Um, outside of that, I-, I don't feel confident starting anyone else for the, the Lions. You know, um Mohamed Sanu, those type of guys, is, they're, they're out for me in this matchup. Again, you're in the championship, or uh, if I guess you're playing for consolation and you're that concerned about your consolation and, and you're, you're playing, maybe you, you have some of those guys in there, but uh, more than likely you just have better options all the way around. But uh, anyways, I'm taking the Buccaneers. I think they win by 9.5, and, and I'm taking the under of 54 in this game. this next game is tricky and the reason why I say it's tricky is because it looks good on paper where you're like "Oh, I want to start everybody I want to start all the Cardinals 49ers defense is banged up and the 49ers have some good plays here especially if George Kittle comes back and then you go through the stats on it the matchups and it doesn't look as good as what it initially seems the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals it's uh, Cardinals are favored by five and I take that they're at home I I know they're playing a division opponent but the 49ers are really banged up they've been turning the ball over a ton and that makes a big difference in, in point spreads when the other teams getting prime opportunities to score with the turnovers the over under on this is 49 and I'm taking the under because I think it's going to be a defensive battle in this one having said that I'm actually starting more of Niners than I am Cardinals even though I think the Cardinals win and I just think that's because the Cardinals are going to have a stouter defense which I never thought I would say at the beginning of the year with the 49ers but I'm starting for the 49ers I'm starting Nick Mullins I'm starting Jeff Wilson uh, Mostert just went back on IR so it's probably going to be the Jeff Wilson show again although uh, Tevin Coleman and uh, Jarrett McKinnon could steal, uh, some of the volume, more Tevin Coleman than Jarek McKinnon, but, uh, I-, I think you can be confident in Jeff Wilson. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, again, Debo Samuel's out. That leaves a lot of targets for Brandon Ayuk. He needs to be played. And then George Kittle, if he plays, he needs to start. It's a bad matchup for him, but it's George Kittle. He's, you know, he's as, as dependable as Travis Kelsey obviously he's been hurt, so the ads have suffered a little bit, but when he's in there, you need to play him, especially if, you know, for the championship. If you get George Kittle back for the championship, that's just a bonus, and you need to throw him in there. It really helps your chances. I'm sitting everyone else, though, like, you know, uh, Jordan Reed. He's, uh, he's a bench for me. I don't think that he's going to be that effective in this game. Um, and for the... Going Moving on to the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, I don't like this matchup. I think he's a bench. Uh, Kenyon Drake, the, the Niners still uh, defend the uh, run pretty well, and I think this is another kind of dud game for Kenyon Drake, which is unfortunate because this is the last game that you really need him for. And then uh, Dan Arnold, Christian Kirk, all those guys. I think the only start for the Cardinals is De- DeAndre Hopkins just because he's going to get a lot of the targets and volume and uh it's deandre hopkins so uh, it doesn't take a genius to say start deandre hopkins but really he's the only play here in this matchup that i like even with the depleted 49er secondary so we'll see how that goes but uh take the cardinals five points and uh they're going to score less than 49 points in this one The final Saturday game that we're going to preview is the Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. And usually with Miami going all the way to the West, um, I would probably pick the Las Vegas Raiders. But, I mean, the Raiders haven't been playing well. Their only win in the last four weeks has been against the Jets on that Hail Mary uh, cover zero that the Jets did. So that caused Greg Williams to be fired. So I'm taking the Dolphins in into three points in this one the over/under is 47.5 and i'm taking the under just because i really like this miami defense. i think they score some points either on special teams or on defense and uh, they're really going to bottle up the raiders. Uh, having said that, i mean there's not even a raider that i like in this matchup. I- i'm going to start Darren waller just because he's been the best tight end over the last 4 weeks, even better than kelsey. so you got to be starting him regardless of his matchup. but outside of that, i mean i've Derek Carr on the bench, Josh Jacobs I mean Henry Ruggs isn't playing, so Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Jones will probably get some more targets, but he's not uh, going to be fantasy uh, relevant in this one. So I got I all of them on the bench uh, for the Dolphins. I like Tua Tagovailoa. I like Miles Gaskins in this one a lot. I think Miles Gaskins is going to have an amazing day. You need to be playing him in all formats. Devonte Parker. I mean I don't like him as much because of Tua being the quarterback, but as a, a matchup against the Raiders, he has a good matchup and then obviously Jakeem Grant, and I actually like Jakeem Grant more for special teams, I think he can get a kick return here in this game um, if if you have those if you get those points, but um, outside of that, I mean Lynn Bowden, he was the big pickup last week to play, and he was alright, but in this one with everybody returning, with Parker Grant and Gesicki all going to be uh, healthier than they were last week. Uh, I, I don't see Bowden being as significant. I mean, he still gets his targets because he did with them playing two weeks ago, but uh, he's, he's not going to win you a championship by playing him. So he should be on your bench. And Mike Isicchi is actually on your bench as well. Mike Kosicki has been having a great end of the season with Tua. In this matchup, though, Raiders do such a great job against the tight end. This would be a matchup that I'd be scared to play Mike Kosicki in. So he's on your bench. But, uh, again, I think the Dolphins come back and uh, do very well out west against the Raiders in this one. The first of the Sunday morning games that we're going to preview is going to be the Indianapolis Colts at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Normally, with the Steelers being at home in that defense, I'd be picking them. But they haven't been able to win a game. They've lost three in a row, have looked horrible doing it. I mean, they just lost on Monday night to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not liking what I'm seeing from them, so I'm taking the Colts all day. I think they easily win by a point and a half. And uh, the over-under is 45. I'm taking the under because I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I Actually, like both defenses in this game, Uh, I think the difference is going to be the Steelers' offense turning the ball over and giving the Colts some easy scores. So the only person I'm starting in this whole matchup is Deontay Johnson, just from a volume standpoint. I think he gets the most targets. Outside of that, I'm benching everybody, especially for the playoffs. Like, you're in the playoff game, you need everyone, and you, you need to be confident in everybody. And I'm not in, with anybody in this matchup. Phillip Rivers, bench. Jonathan Taylor, bench. Naheem Hines, bench. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, bench. Zach Paschal, Trey Burton, everybody. Michael Pittman Jr. hasn't uh, met expectations since he's came back from the IR. And then on the Steelers side, Roethlisberger, James Conner, Juju Smith Schuster, you know, if he's dancing on logos again, I'm not saying that that uh, attributes t- his, you know, to his bad play, but it hasn't been helping with, uh, you know, their losing streak and, and uh, showing that kind of disrespect. Uh, Chase Claypool. Eric Ebron, I mean, they're just all on the bench right now. I'm I'm not confident in their target volumes. I'm not confident in this offense. It hasn't been clicking for four weeks now. A month is a pattern. It's not an anomaly. So just uh, go with the Colts and and take the under. It's going to be an ugly game. And although it's going to be one that everyone's going to watch because it has huge playoff implications, I don't expect it to be a very good game. So I guess we'll see about it. This next game is going to be the Atlanta Falcons at the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are favored by ten and a half points, which is a ton of points. I'm almost tempted to take the Falcons, but it's the Chiefs at home. And with the way their offense is clicking, I just think it's going to be a slaughter by the Chiefs. The over-under is 53.5. I'm taking the over just because I think the Falcons will score a lot of points as well in this one. So take the over, but the Chiefs are going to win by a lot of points. It's going to be a high-scoring game. You're starting Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't get any easier. He's playing the 32nd-ranked defense against the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to play very many, uh, you know, very many bad defenses to look good. He can play a top defense and still score a lot of points. For the championship, it doesn't get any better than this matchup. Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, uh, Travis Kelsey, you're starting everybody in this one they're all going to be top matchups they're gonna score a lot of points and there's not gonna be enough ball to go around I I mean demarcus robinson can get a lot of points in this one Sammy Watkins I mean you you're starting everybody on the chiefs in this matchup the Falcons secondary is just really bad so I I mean the only thing the Falcons are doing well is stopping the run so my only bench is Le'Veon Bell Um, and I do have Watkins and Robinson on my bench just because it's a championship game and you can't depend on them for volume so you're really looking for big plays from them to be effective, and you don't want to take that chance in a championship game. Uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, Edo Smith, he's kind of taken over from Todd Gurley as the starting running back. Gurley only got like two touches last game. Pretty, pretty bad and a pretty drastic decline in volume. So you're, you're sitting Todd Gurley in this one. You're not touching him even though it's a decent matchup, the the better play is Edo Smith. So you start Edo Smith in this matchup against the Chiefs. And Hayden Hurst, Calvin Ridley, you're starting both of them. They're, they're good plays in this one. Calvin Ridley has a bad matchup, but, I mean, he's going to be the main guy. And with Julio Jones, we're not sure if he's going to be back or not from injury. So you got to like Ridley in this. And then Hayden Hurst again, like he has good matchups and he does all right, or he doesn't. He's really unpredictable, but this is a good matchup for him. And then Matt Ryan, uh, Julio Jones, Russell Gage. I-, I think if Julio Jones doesn't play, Russell Gage is a start. But if he doesn't, I don't like Russell Gage. So you really got to depend on you know waiting until Sunday on whether Julio's going to play or not. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a real high-scoring game. It's going to be fun, especially if you're a Chiefs fan, because I think they'll they'll blow out the Falcons. And uh, it's going to be more to, you know, along the tune of like a 35-21 to type game where the uh, Chiefs just prevail. This next game is the Chicago Bears at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Bears are favored by a touchdown and a half, like 7.5 points, I guess. It's not a touchdown and a half, but still pretty large spread for the Chicago Bears offense. But... Uh, Normally I would never take the Bears to win by more than a touchdown, but in this case they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars who haven't done anything offensively for a month now. And with that Bears defense, I think they can pull it off. So the over-under is 47 points. I would go with the under, and that's just because I don't think Jaguars can score. And I don't think the Bears' offense is that significant that they're going to be scoring, you know, 30-plus points. So take the Bears, give up the 7.5 and uh, take the under. In regards to who you're starting or sitting, Mitchell Trubisky has a really great matchup against the Jaguars. He can have a really great day. Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney are going to be culprits of that. Robinson gets a lot of targets regardless, so with the Jaguars he's going to have a really good day in this one. So you can start him with confidence. And then, uh, Cole Komet, he always gets a lot of targets, but he doesn't get a lot of yards. This is one where I think that will finally change and he'll get some yardage and potentially touchdown because that's where he's been lacking is he just isn't scoring but this matchup though the Jaguars are one of the worst teams defending the tight end position so Cole Komet could be a really good play here but I'm sitting Anthony Miller um, not a shocker he hasn't done anything all year for the Jaguars I'm basically sitting everybody I don't like anyone in this matchup Minshew, Gardner Minshew, James Robinson even James Robinson's been on a cold streak for the last month and against this Chicago Bears defense I don't see that all sudden turning around so James Robinson needs to be a bench Keelan Cole, DJ Charg, LaVisca Chenault I don't like any of them. Actually the one player I do like on the Jaguars is Tyler Eifert because the Bears do not defend the tight end position very well so I think Tyler Eifert might be a sneaky tight end play here where he can be more significant than uh, what you anticipate and this could definitely be a play that helps you in your championship game so give it a roll and uh, this will be a game that not too many people are going to want to watch but uh, it'll be good news for the Chicago Bears this next game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Houston Texans Texans are favored by eight points and I'm going to take the Texans in this one I'm tempted to take the Bengals just because of how well they played against the Steelers but if you look at history There's been a lot of times that horrible Bengals teams have beaten the Steelers at home. So I'm not taking that into account. Uh, Deshaun Watson's just too much in this game. So give me the Texans, and they win by more than eight points. The over-under is 46. I'm taking the over on this. I think it's one of those situations where both offenses are struggling and missing some pieces, but the defenses are so bad on both sides that uh, they score a lot more points than we think. So I think that is ultimately what wins out. And it's going to be a high scoring game. You, you know, I think you can start Ryan Finley. You can start T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Uh, T. Higgins got eight targets last week against the Steelers. I think that continues this week. And I think he'll get more yards than against the Steelers. So even though he got all those targets, he only got like 30 something yards. Uh, I think he has a pretty big game in this one, yards and touchdown wise. Giovanni Bernard. You know, we were all big on Travion Williams, thinking that they were going to tra- uh, pivot over to him, and then all that happened was Giovanni Bernard got most of the work against the Steelers. So I think that continues in this matchup against the Texans, and he has a really good matchup running and receiving. So Giovanni Bernard's a really good play in this one. Probably one of the top plays. I think he's a top six running back this week, which uh, for the championship, you need if you have him or you can pick him up, go get him in there and, and play him. It's, uh, it's boom or bust. Like this is a championship game. You need those points. So don't be afraid to play Giovanni Bernard as ugly as that seems. And <laughs> I know you're probably not confident about it, but you need to be in this type of matchup. Uh, Drew Sample, AJ Green can be sets. I don't think, you know, there's enough ball to go around. Drew Sample never does anything. AJ Green is going to be just not effective with Higgins and Boyd getting the targets. For the Houston Texans, you can basically start everybody. David Johnson, Deshaun Watson, uh, Brandon Cooks, Kiki Kuti, Chad Hansen. I mean Jordan Akins start everybody. Bengals have a really bad defense, and they look good against the Steelers, but again, that's kind of an anomaly. It's not going to happen. Deshaun Watson can probably be, I think he's a top three quarterback play this week, so he's going to be using those weapons, and they need to be in your lineup in this one, so... Will be an interesting game to see if it's the shootout that I think it is. But uh, you got to take the Texans all the way. The New York Giants at the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I like the Giants' defense. I think they are going to be able to defend what the Ravens do well. The Ravens are 10-point favorites in this one. It's at Baltimore, but I'm taking the Giants. I like those points. Give me those ten points. I think the Ravens win ultimately, but not by more than ten. So I'm taking the Giants. I think it's a you know it's a 45 over under. I'm taking the under on this. I think it's a low scoring game because I'm sitting everybody in this one. I don't like Lamar Jackson. I don't like Wayne Gallman. Um, I don't like Colt McCoy. I, I don't like anybody. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram. Uh, I. I Giants are able to defend the rush pretty well. And uh, I think he's going to limit all three of those guys. And that includes Lamar Jackson trying to do the RPO type stuff against this defense. I think the Giants are just in a good spot to really make this a good game. Uh, but on the Giants side of the ball, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I've already mentioned Gallman and McCoy, but, you know, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, those guys are sits for me. Even with, uh, you know, depending on what cornerbacks play for the Ravens, Marcus Peters might be out. But uh, you still got to like Humphrey, still got to like Jimmy Smith. And uh, regardless, this team is going to be able to shut down the New York Giants offense. So, I mean, I think the only start we have here is Mark Andrews that we can all agree on. Like, you're not sitting Mark Andrews. He's one of the top tight ends. It's a bad matchup for him so normally i would be benching the quarterback or the the tight end against the uh, new york giants but i'm not going to do that here because of you know mark andrews is lamar jackson's top option so you can start mark andrews but everyone else is a bench and if you're looking at a lot of fantasy relevancy you're really going to get it from the defensive special teams aspect because i expect both defenses to really excel in this game and it's going to be a really low scoring game so Uh, you know, you look at this on paper and you're like, wow, Ravens all the way, they're going to dominate. And I just don't see it. I like the way the Giants are going to defend this offense. It's going to be close. So let's see if the Giants can do it. This last game is going to be a shootout. I like Cleveland. It's the Cleveland Browns at the New York Jets. Browns are favored by nine and a half points. And it's at New York. The way New York's playing, they're they're playing a little more motivated. They're actually, you know, they just upset the Rams. And granted, I know it was one of those games where it just comes out of the blue and a team plays really well. But I'm really liking this Jets defense. And again, especially against the Browns, who are kind of uh, turnover prone, although Baker Mayfield has been doing a better job. I, I'm thinking the Jets hold the Browns. Uh, well, I shouldn't say they hold them. I think the Browns score a lot, but I think the Jets score a lot against this Browns defense in this one. So I'm taking the Jets, getting the nine and a half points. The over-under is 47.5. Give me the over on this one. I think it's going to be over uh, 48 points. And... I think you can start almost everybody in this matchup. I think it's going to be tough sledding for the Browns to run the ball. And that's why I think I like the Jets because you're really looking at Baker Mayfield to yet again win the game through the uh, you know through the passing game. And obviously that's a weak spot for the Jets. So I think that's the way they're going to go. It's going to limit Nick Chubb a little bit and Kareem Hunt. I obviously think you bo- you still start those two guys, but just just know that this isn't a good matchup and the Jets could... Uh, do a good job of stopping the rush. I like Cream Hunt a little bit better than Nick Chubb just because of he gets a little more receiving yards. But I'm starting Baker Mayfield. Hollywood Higgins, I love Hollywood Higgins in this matchup. I think he can be a really good play. And then, uh, I mean, Jarvis Landry. I, I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he can be a good play in this one. He's a big play threat. The Jets are the slowest secondary. That bodes well for him to get some big plays. So I think he can be a start. And then Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant, the tight ends, I think they can get some pretty good action in on this one. Uh, the Jets don't defend the, the tight end position very well. So those are both good plays. For the Jets, I like Sam Darnold. I like the receivers. Perriman, uh, Bashar Perriman, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder. They all need to be started. The Browns can stop the rush, but they can't defend the pass. And so that's where I think the Jets are going to attack and get significant fantasy football points for your team through the air. So if you have any of those guys, they could be good flex options. Jamison Crowder especially. The Browns don't defend the slot receiver very well. That's Jamison Crowder. I think Jamison Crowder could have a really good day. And uh, I would be sitting Chris Herndon just because he's irrelevant. He has been all year. And then Frank Gore. Frank Gore is gonna see better days than this the browns defend the run really well and i don't see frank Gore being effective in this type of matchup so it's going to be surprising and it's the last saturday morning game of you know of our previews and I, i think it could be one of the more entertaining ones although uh you know, it is the Jets, and <laughs> they don't have a lot to play for. I I do think they give Cleveland a, a pretty decent game in this, surprisingly. That will do it for our Christmas special of the Burke and Ms. Wiz Montabon Fantasy Football Podcast. So sit back, we re- relax, enjoy the eggnog, the mimosas, the ham, the turkey. Whatever your tradition is, the apple cider, I don't know. It's, uh, it's Christmas. Enjoy your family. Watch the Vikings and the Saints. And then uh, we'll be back at it again to preview the rest of the Sunday afternoon games, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game. In the meantime, happy holidays, and we'll see you soon. Cheers.